0: Hello and welcome back to Basic Bible 102. I'm Margie Smith and today's lesson will be uh, in Matthew 13. We are covering the kingdom of heaven. This section right here uh, in the Basic Bible 102, the New Testament, uh, beginning with the life of Christ, is going to be talking about the parables. And as I mentioned, the parables were stories that Jesus told, stories with a moral to the story. All right. So last week we started talking about um, some of his early parables. The one about the uh, the sower who planted all this seed, and some of it fell on good seed, or good soil, and was um, just grew and became, you know, very fruitful. Some fell on very shallow soil and and very rocky soil, and it wasn't very deep. The roots weren't deep, and so it burned out pretty quick. And some of it fell on uh, decent soil, but then there was a bunch of weeds in it and that choked out the value of the seed. And as we mentioned, he was talking about the word of God, you know, coming into your life and other things, choking it out or just not being very deep into the word. But if you are deep in the word, then you can produce a rich uh, crop of um, understanding what God's Word is all about. All right, so we're going to pick up where we left off and look at Matthew 13 down about first. Well, for one thing, remember that Jesus has been telling this story. His disciples come to him and say, what did you mean? And so Jesus gives them uh, a little bit of a insight into his teaching that the reason he teaches in parables is because people Uh, don't really listen, or if they do listen, they really uh, are not listening with their hearts. And so Jesus said, these are things for you to understand. And for someone who has ears, as he'll say it, to him who has ears, let him hear. And what he's really saying is who has a heart and an ear for truth. All right, if you look down in, in that same passage of Matthew, down in verse 24, Let me read part of this. Jesus told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while everyone was sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. And when the wheat sprouted and formed heads, then the weeds also appeared. The owner's servants came to him and said, Sir, didn't you sow good seed in your field? Where then did the weeds come from? an enemy did this he replied the servants asked him do you want us to go and pull them up no he answered because while you are pulling up the weeds you may root up the wheat with them let both grow together until the harvest and at that time I will tell the harvesters first collect the weeds and tie them in bundles to be burned then gather the wheat and bring those into my barn So Jesus is warning that there will be weeds planted with the gospel, with with the words of truth. But just like when you plant uh, some seeds, you don't dig them up every day to check how they're growing. And so sometimes, and is very likely, that false truth comes in and is taught to you. And that's why you have to give it time, get into the Word, until you're mature enough that you can begin to pick out the false weeds Uh, the false teachings. And in the same way, he's also talking about people in general. That people in general, some will hear the word and and God puts his word in your heart and will grow to know and love God. And some people who are really children of the devil, who really just don't care anything about God, are right alongside them. And so, We, um, it won't be until the end of the age that um, Jesus will be able to separate the believers from the non-believers. And so in the meantime, we need to be vigilant to know the word of truth so that we can avoid getting sucked into that. If you have ever seen the um, Michelangelo painting of the Last Judgment, it's actually in the Sistine Chapel behind the, the one end, the one end where the um, priest would speak. And that picture that Michelangelo created uh, depicted his version of what he thought the kingdom of heaven, what heaven was like. Now, for some of us, we picture heaven as golden streets and uh, God is there on his throne and the pearly gates open and we see loved ones there. Uh, but there's also people who see, you know, the, the, the who knows what heaven is like. And in this case, Jesus is talking about the kingdom of heaven as being very near, you know, right here, right now. Now, that's not to say that this is heaven. Of course, it's not. It's way too broken and fallen, and that's not the case in heaven. But because Jesus was with them, he was bringing the kingdom of heaven to them and the opportunity to live in eternity with him. So the reason I mentioned the Michelangelo painting is you will see that the angels are grabbing people and throwing them into hell and it's a very um, violent looking picture. If you have a minute you can uh, google it. Michelangelo's The Last Judgment and see what I'm talking about. And so for years people have believed that and and some partly rightly so that Uh, evildoers will be uh, grabbed and thrown into the lake of fire, into hell, and that the good will go to heaven. But Jesus says far more than that, because we know that just just being good is not enough. All right, so if you have done your homework, I'm hoping that you are in a group or in an online study of some kind, but that you can have a chance to talk with your small group members about heaven and where the kingdom of heaven is and so for our purposes here uh we see that the the good and the bad are are, uh, grow up together but it's not until the end that the truth of that is sorted out so even though once you believe in in jesus and uh, accept him into your heart and begin to live a life that's following jesus That is a little bit of heaven right here on earth. And because God sends His Spirit, His Holy Spirit, to live inside you, you have experienced heaven on this earth much more so than the average person. Now, um, it's not the end because, of course, there really is heaven. But it should show you what it means to be joyful, to be peaceful, to have a truth within. And so that's what is... uh, being indicated here now in the same passage just a little bit further down let's get to that uh there's a parable about a mustard seed he told them another parable this is in verse 31 the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed which a man took and planted in his field though it is the smallest of all your seeds yet when it grows it is the largest of garden plants and becomes a tree so that the birds in the air come and perch in its branches. All right, so we see that the kingdom of heaven is like a tree, uh, a little mustard seed that grows into a a full-blown tree. So in the same way, the kingdom of heaven, the spirit of God, can come and live in your heart and it grows and then it multiplies and it can uh, produce a, a beautiful garden plant that many others can come and enjoy its presence. Uh, he told them a still another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took, mixed with into a large amount of flour until it worked all through the dough. Jesus spoke all these things to the crowd in parables. He did not say anything to them without using a, a parable. So was fulfilled that uh, what was spoken through the prophet I will open my mouth in parables i will utter things hidden since the creation of the world so jesus is sharing truth about the kingdom of heaven and he's sharing them with people in a way that they might begin to understand there's still so much about heaven we don't understand and so much about the difference between the kingdom of heaven within and the kingdom of heaven out without you know you could look in some ways and say the kingdom of heaven is partly like the church the body of christ we as Christians basically show the world what the kingdom of heaven is going to be like and what it is like even now in in knowing and walking in the spirit. Okay there's yet another parable and and this this is when Jesus is really explaining to his disciples about the weeds being pulled up and um, thrown into the fire and this is where we get our idea of Well, that must be what happens at the end of your life. You get thrown into hell or thrown into heaven, or you get to go up to heaven. So down in verse 40, he says, As the weeds are pulled up and burned in the fire, so will it be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send out his angels. They will weed out of his kingdom everything that causes sin and all who do evil. They will throw them into the fiery furnace where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their Father, who has ear. He who has ears, let him hear. All right. So um, Jesus Himself said that there's going to be a weeding out, and some people will pay for the sin for their sin. Uh, those who have not accepted Christ will pay for their sin. I know this is a hard uh, truth if you are still a seeker and you're thinking well there may be people in other religions obviously believe there are other ways to heaven believe that uh, you can be good enough or believe that there um, there's different levels Uh, many religions believe different things about heaven and hell but if you want to be a follower of Christ you must come to the realization that Jesus himself said I am the way, the truth, and the life, which means there's only one way. So even if someone else thinks that they're following the right way, if it's working for them, there is such a tendency to say, well, who am I to judge? Well, the truth is we are no one to judge, but Jesus will judge someday. And so being able to express to people that uh, you understand how that they believe something different, but that you are speaking the truth to them. Okay, uh, look down in verse 44. Once again, we're still in uh, Matthew 13. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again, and then in his joy went and sold all that he had and bought the field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, he went away and sold everything he had and bought it. And so, in this, Jesus is saying, Your faith in Christ should be worth everything else in your life. It, and it will be worth it. It is a, the pearl of great price. All right, then let's look just a little bit further. The parable of the net. Once again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was let down into the lake and caught all kinds of fish. When it was full, the fishermen pulled it up on the shore. Then they sat down and collected all the good fish in baskets, but threw the bad away. This is how it will be at the end of the age. The angels will come and separate the wicked from the righteous and throw them into the fiery furnace where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And Jesus asked them, Have you understood all these things? Yes, they replied. He said to them, Therefore, every teacher of the law who has been instructed about the kingdom of heaven is like the owner of a house who brings out of his storeroom new treasures as well as old. So uh, this is a perfect example of sorting out the wicked from the righteous. If you have been the victim of crime or you know some truly wicked, evil people, and even if you don't know anybody personally that way, you know of uh, stories, terrorists, what have you, who just are, are evil. And we have a tendency to think, why does God let that person go? Why does he let them get away with all the evil that they produce? And part of the answer that Jesus is saying here is that they'll get their day. Their day is coming. There will be a day of, of reckoning. Uh, there will be a judgment and they will be separated and thrown into the lake of fire. So, uh, you know, it's it's hard to see in this world. We don't really get what we deserve. In fact, it's a good thing because with Jesus as our savior, he paid the price, and therefore, we can look forward to heaven. But if you have, you know, and plenty of people don't believe in Jesus, then they are on borrowed time. And until they make that decision, they are considered part of the unrighteous. And the day will come when this life is over and there's a reckoning. It is painful to me to pr- to teach these kind of uh very difficult passages because you either believe them or you don't and that's what made Jesus so controversial in this day and age we have a tendency to kind of want to water down things that Jesus said or just avoid certain topics but the truth is he was very uh, forward with what he said he he didn't try to hide at all his purpose for coming or what would happen to people in fact his teachings had a way of convicting people, of making them want to know him more. And those who did not want to know Jesus, it had a way of making them even more determined to get rid of Jesus. All right, so we see in the last part of chapter 13, Jesus goes home and while he's there, people are kind of not believing in him. They keep saying, well this is just the carpenter's son. You know, that's that's the same boy that Mary raised his brothers and sisters grew up around us that can't, he can't have all these miraculous, uh, powers or be able to, uh, understand, you know, spiritual truth the way he seems to. And so Jesus didn't do much there. He didn't hang around there long. It's like, well, you either believe what you see and what you hear or you don't. And he moved on. So, uh, we begin to see that Jesus was not one to linger over, you know, please come and follow me, etc. In fact, he actually did the opposite. He discouraged people from following him. He said, don't even come with me unless you're willing to sacrifice everything. And in a way that's being very honest with people. So we see that Jesus is giving them a choice and then he moves on. He is saying if the good soil, if it, uh, if these people accept what I'm saying, if, you, if you're personally understanding this, then follow me. And if you resist it and you don't really agree with it and you walk away, then the reckoning will come. All right, so let's see. I guess we've pretty much finished the lesson for today. couple of conclusions to bring from this. First, according to Jesus, hell is real and it awaits the wicked. It just takes a small sin to be considered wicked in the eyes of God. And we know that because when he says the um, yeast, the ye- when he talked about the parable of the uh, yeast, the woman that was making the, the bread, and she just puts in just a little bit of yeast, and then it permeates through the whole dough. And in that, he is saying it takes just a little bit of sin to have messed up everything your entire life. It permeates everything. I think... That There's a tendency to feel like if you're a good person, if you have tried to do the right thing, and all that's very admirable uh, for, to other people, but it doesn't hold a candle to what Jesus is saying. He's saying, you have sinned, I know it, and unless you repent, it's going to ruin everything for you. And so I guess what you have to decide is if this is the pearl of great price that you're willing to sell everything and go and purchase, if you believe that you're being called and that you are part of the fertile soil that is awaiting the seed of the spirit in your heart so that you can be uh, assured of heaven and in the meantime produce a, a crop of good fruit. Uh, We'll talk more in a few weeks about the fruit, fruit of righteousness. But for right now, keep in mind, this is how Jesus taught. He taught very straightforward, and he taught in ways that if you didn't get it, you didn't get it. In other words, if you were saying, why is he talking about fish in a net, instead of understanding that he's talking about good fish and bad fish, then you will probably have a hard time understanding anything Jesus teaches. Now, if you're listening to me and you're saying, how did you get that about the yeast, that the yeast is a little bit of sin? Well, if you turn a few chapters back in Matthew to chapter 16, down in verse five, Jesus is explaining to the disciples what he means by the yeast. So they went across the lake and the disciples forgot to take bread. Be careful, Jesus said to them, be on your guard against the yeast of the Pharisees and the Sadducees so the disciples discussed this and decided it was because they hadn't brought any bread that jesus was upset with them but jesus said "O you of little faith why are you talking amongst yourselves about having no bread you still not understand don't you remember the five loaves and the five thousand people that were fed we'll get into that about the miracles later on or the seven loaves for the four thousand this is how you understand i'm not talking about to you about bread But be on your guard against the yeast of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Then they understood that he was not telling them to guard against the yeast used in bread, but against the teachings of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. So you see what happens when we don't understand a passage. And remember, the disciples didn't understand a lot of it until after Jesus died and rose again. And the Holy Spirit came to enlighten their hearts. So some of these things Jesus had to explain to his own disciples very thoroughly so that they could see that they're being taught false truths from the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And it's not going to work. It's it's going to destroy them. It's going to fill everything else if they don't be aware of it and stay clear of it. OK, that pretty much covers our lessons for for this uh, today. Next week when we cover lesson eight, we're going to pick up where we left off. Once again, Jesus will be teaching about the kingdom of heaven and parables along those lines. We're going to be talking a little bit about forgiveness and we're going to be talking a little bit about do people get what they deserve? Uh, The passages are in, let's see, Matthew 18. So if you want to read that passage, Matthew 20. Once again, they're not always the passages the best way to find out what to read ahead is just to go to the basic bible 102 website to the student area well it's actually the student information and it will have which passages are covered in each um, uh, of the uh, lessons but you, if you have the student workbook you will also have a specific passage that you need to answer questions about. And for next week, it will be in Matthew 18, 21 through 35. All right, friends, I hope you have a great week. Until our next podcast, be blessed.